in movies, TV series, video games, books, and more. This is Potential Picks. Hello and welcome back to another edition of Potential Picks. I'm your host, Chris Dewar, and I'm joined by my fellow bard, Taylor Sokol. Today, we're reviewing the historical thriller film, the adaptation of William Shakespeare's work, The Tragedy of Macbeth, written and directed by Joel Cohen. So, of course, we know the Cohen brothers. Uh, this is not a Cohen brother project with both of them. This is just Joel. Uh, but, you know, we've had many, 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 many adaptations of Shakespeare's work, uh, both in stage productions, of course, uh, film. It's inspired, you know, other plots of different movies and stuff. I mean, of course, it's one of the most uh, produced and also parodied uh, writers of all time, I would say, William Shakespeare. But this was exciting to have a new take uh, directed by Joel Cohen and this really black and white, uh, dark gray, almost filmed like it is a, a stage play with very limited sets uh, with a fantastic cast. So the brief synopsis of Macbeth, for those who have never read the play or have gotten to see a production of it, is Macbeth is visited by these three witches who tell him that he is destined to be the Thane of Cawdor, and eventually the king. And so they're basically prophesizing that this is to be. This is all set in medieval Scotland times. And so him and his wife, Lady Macbeth, basically scheme to kill the king to take over the kingdom. Uh, and thus a tragedy unfolds of much scheming and uh, madness, of especially the two main characters. So, Taylor, what do you think of this? I mean, I'm sure... Maybe you're not someone that uh, dabbles in Shakespeare all the time. Uh, I know for me personally, I did have to watch this with subtitles on, you know, that Shakespeare language, even this adaptation uh, by Joel, who I think he did a great work of, you know, obviously he cut down some stuff and, uh, you know, it's it's obviously influenced by a lot of it, but it's kept in that iambic pentameter style. A lot of it is hard to understand exactly what they're always saying because it is these these prose, these verses, the way, you know, the language is. But what do you think of this overall as a, as a new film, uh, especially with the, the production design and the cast and all that? I was very impressed uh, with the decision to go black and white. I think we're noticing a big trend as movies are starting to go back into using that as a medium in the storytelling. I think ever since color was like introduced, people like, we're going to go to color. But I feel what would help this production to make it very not only to help you focus on as a very character very wordy plot and that's you know that's what you need to focus on is the betrayal and the scheming and that self um self-fulfilling prophecies and, and and a lot of kind of shakespeare's work of these tragedies uh, i thought it really focuses on that and also really set the mood i was very impressed with how creepy and really it made it into a very thriller even though this is set in a very different time period i thought it really added to the atmosphere um i think that was incredibly well done there was like a medieval setting to it you know there was a lot of these like in the background like hints of a castle or especially in Macbeth's castle himself these corridors these hallways but the shadow play the way that it looked like fog was coming in at times 
these long shots of seeing an actor come forward, especially if you see Denzel through the mist almost. It really like just set an atmosphere and it set a tone. And because a lot of this is the, you know, of all the tragedies that uh, Shakespeare wrote that are historical ones, like the you know, Henry V and all that, of, you know, your Romeo and Juliet, your Macbeth, your Hamlet, all that. Macbeth has always had this kind of creepy tone because of the witches. Uh, I think it's the one that most people recognize uh, by the name. If you don't know the name, you know, that's because you're not allowed to say it in theater because it's, it's called as the Scottish play. Yeah, the Scottish play, uh, which I think is a funny thing that that is, you know, I've never had a problem saying Macbeth in the theater, but I've had fellow actors and, and tech people turn to me and go, you know, like, well, I think, I think you, I think it's it, maybe if you say differently, Macbeth or Macbeth, whatever you want to say, but I always laughed about that. Another thing that really added to the creep factor and the tone again, and I think ever since we started this podcast, I've had a deeper appreciation of the music and the composition by Carter Burwell, who has been a long contributor to any Cohen production. Also, you know, to the Twilight series and whatnot. I thought that really added those violins, which is like, ooh, you know, it just really added this. And the crows, I mean, any more crows, we're going to have more rows in this thing. That's what I'm just going to say. But that <laughs> so was the just crowing's like, coming. Oh my God, it's, it was scary. And there was like really good, like intense things. And I think what was great is, again, you can't really spoil this because it's been around forever. But if, you know, just you know, and jump into this, the casting, I think what they added to that was really, there are some of these great shots of just the madness that starts to overtake some of these characters as they are overcome with, I must, you know, fulfill this prophecy, but at what cost? That lends itself to just incredible performances all around. This is a chock full and act, you know, actor, actress packed cast that you'll definitely recognize. And some people you'd be surprised where you've seen them before. Well, yeah, exactly. There's definitely a few in here that pop up. You're like, oh, wait, I've definitely seen that person before. But of course, the familiar faces, Denzel Washington, Francis McDormand here leading the charge as Macbeth and Lady Macbeth. Just fantastic. I mean, Denzel, of course, uh, is, you know, a tour de force in this. And he really gets to play a very, I feel like it's it's subtle at times. Like it's not always a very angry and out loud performance, but then when it is, it is powerful. And you see the subtle madness that takes over, but also Francis McDormand, I mean, you know, just up there as another legendary. And of course, Joel Cohen is her husband and, you know, seen her work in the last several you know years. And she's no stranger to being cast in many of the Cohen brothers films as well. Lady Macbeth is considered one of the best villainous female roles of all time. Uh, because she goes so much into the the bloodlust of wanting to be, you know, the queen and stuff. Uh, just fantastic. But uh, one, I have to say, this was a shout out for me from, from the beginning was, uh, and we just talked about before recording, Catherine Hunter uh, plays all three of the witches and the old man. Uh, they did a really cool effect that I don't want to spoil for those who want to go watch it of how they got the three witches something that you couldn't do on stage that way, but the way they do it in the film was fantastic. But she just has this presence and the witches are so creepy in their language. And there's actually a lot of famous things from the witches speech in Macbeth that we now in pop culture, of course, for most people, you're like, how would I recognize that person? You'd recognize from Harry Potter and the order of the Phoenix. She's the one that sits in on Harry's trial. Uh, she's the one that was watching him when the Dementors attacked in that movie. Uh, that's the only movie I can really remember her from off off the bat. But we have another 
Harry Potter alum. I actually have a few in here as well. Uh, Harry Melling man as Malcolm who plays Duncan's uh, oldest son and his father in this Brendan Gleeson, who's King Duncan. Uh, just fantastic. I think with the casting and that, man, that guy, he's been working, man. Harry Melling is just like, he has worked deep. hard to get away from the shadow of Dudley. I <laughs> just like, you know, uh, you know, here over actor, overworking actor. I think that's the new term, but you know, good for him. And, uh, also, I mean, Corey Hawkins, who we've seen in such a variety of stuff from he's done from action from uh, 24 and then obviously within the Heights just recently. And then this such a variety of stuff. And I hats off and kudos to the, the choice of casting here. I thought that was very, very well done and really, you know, adding to the sets, the atmosphere. It's like I almost felt like I was watching uh, a live production. Yeah. And you got Alex Hassel here as Ross, who's fantastic. He's you know, draws that line between is he on our side? Is he a bad guy? I can't quite tell. Uh, Miles Anderson, Bertie Carvel, who's been a huge Broadway actor as well, playing Banquo. Uh, and then you got some other familiar faces like Stephen Root, uh, Richard Short, Sean Patrick Thomas, Ralph Ineson, Jefferson Mays. I mean, a lot of these actors that you've either seen in films or heavily have done a lot of stuff in theater. So clearly, I think they did a great job of just casting this to really highlight the roles and just the combo pack of the music the cinematography the acting and it's a nice shortened package you know shakespeare notably can be sometimes these two and a half three four hour long you know hamlet sometimes can be four hours long this was compacted down to a nice hour 45 so i think that also was a great format that you know whether you're going to try to see this on a screen if it's showing somewhere or right at home, Apple TV Plus, it doesn't feel long. It felt like a nice, smooth hour 45. There's enough in it that's not just constant language because Shakespeare can get a little mind-numbing if you're not understanding it. I, again, recommend with subtitles, but highly enjoyed this production. I thought this was a, a fantastic version, and clearly it's also getting recognized uh, with award season for a couple acting noms, and I'm sure it might get even maybe potential directing nom. Who knows? I agree. And you know what? It just recalls to that there are so many great works of Shakespeare that we need to go back and, and look at. And it's a great way to bring Shakespeare to another new generation and modern audiences that uh, inspire you to enjoy it more than just reading it in school. And I hope that uh, people enjoy this. But of course, you can enjoy this now again and again on Apple TV+. And that was this edition of Potential Picks. Thanks for listening to The Potential Podcast. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at The Potential Podcast or on Twitter at The Potential Pod. Or you can email us. Send us your positive feedback and thoughts, suggestions, and more through our email, thepotentialpodcast at yahoo.com. I'm your host, Chris Dewar. And I'm your host, Taylor Sokol. Stay tuned for more episodes on pop culture, entertainment, and nerdum. And remember, know, know your, your potential. potential.